Hello, and welcome back to WitchCast. My name is Julia, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Britt, and she's from the podcast Witch in Kitchen. So, Britt, you want to say hi? Hello! Yes, and I'm very excited to have you with us. We're going to talk about really fun stuff today, guys. It's going to be all about herbalism, or I like to call it herbology because it makes me think of Harry Potter, but that's just me. Yes. Uh, (laughs) We're going to talk about all things herbs and basics and, you know, how to keep plants alive and all the fun stuff. So uh, before we get to that, um, I'm going to pull a tarot card of the day and then we'll see what's going on. Hold on two seconds. I'm ready. Okay, so I just did a quick pooling. It's going to be Queen of Wands, and that's going to be Upright. So I know, it's such a pretty card, too. It's just, like, it depicts, like, this beautiful queen. She's, like, holding her staff or wand, and then she has her protector, her black cat, and she's sitting on this throne that looks like it was made for her, so it looks very cool. So I I know, it's really cool. I got to tell you guys about this deck later, too. Um, So typically with queens, um, they obviously have like this kind of energy with them, this very vibrant kind of like, I'll kick your ass kind of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, But wands typically, they describe your spirit, your motion and action. And when the suit comes up, it's time to do something and feel something, right? Absolutely. That fire energy there. That fire energy is definitely real and I can honestly say this card as soon as I um, pulled it it kind of just felt like configuration or some kind of reconfiguration like putting yourself back together mm-hmm. like um, this feeling of you know like we're going through some hard times right now but you know we can put ourselves back together and we can you know come out together strong and I think that's very important to pull this card sometimes because you you anytime you pull a queen card, you know it's time to really take focus and to take action. Mm-hmm. And I think especially for this episode, it um, definitely gives us a sense of purpose because we're going to be talking about a lot of good topics and we're taking action. We're taking charge. We're going to go for it and it's going to be amazing. So what do you think, Brad? Just that whole suit of wands is really just very action-oriented, and it's definitely one that we, if you get it, especially during this time of chaos that we're all going through, then that's your sign that you need to, you know, buckle down, especially Miss Queen of Wands over there. She's like, okay, girl, you're going through some stuff. I see you, but it's time to get shit Yes, exactly. It's time to get your shit together. One of my favorite parts. Yeah, for sure, 100%. I can get away with it with, but Queen of Wands is one of those whenever she, you know, whenever the universe senses that I'm putting something off that I really shouldn't, she usually comes. Yes, 100%. You, you're, you're not doing what you should be doing right now, girl. I'm going to, you know, take this wand and beat you with it if you don't start. <laughs> like, I'm about to go full ass on you. For sure, you know, it's 100%. so funny. It's so funny seeing the wands just being attacked. I just with one spoon and like my mom or my Nona like chasing me like, girl, you better not be doing that bad thing that you're not supposed to be doing or I'll whoop you with this. Like that. <laughs> I, just, I, I come from an Asian sp- household and I can relate. Yes, I get that wooden spoon energy from Miss Queen of Wands over there. 
Oh, for sure. That's definitely what she's kind of depicting. Absolutely. So uh, before we kind of get into herbology, uh, let's talk about you. Um, Let's talk about your podcast and what you're about. Oh, boy. Um, If you want a bunch of rambling, nonsensical uh, jargon about... (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But um, (laughs) talk about pretty much anything witchy, anything paranormal um, on the podcast. It's called The um, because I inspired, or I took from the inspiration of what the kitchen means to my family and uh, both sides of my family. I have um, Italian ancestry on the one side, and the other side is just straight, you know, Southern United States mixed with all kinds of stuff. A lot of English in there, a little bit of Irish, and some Native American. But you know, you really get that southern feel and in both of those cultures the kitchen is the center of learning and the center of life in the home like I did my homework in the kitchen I asked those real hard questions about life that your parents are never ready for you to ask them about yet in the kitchen like while my mom was cooking dinner I asked her where babies come from and she was like oh shoot here we go (laughs) but um (laughs) but that was that's always been the place where I go to ask those tough questions and I go to get those answers is in the kitchen with my mom or with uh, either of my grandmas. I usually wait until we start, you know, cooking to the whole theme of the kitchen. And plus I just love cooking. And I love kitchen magic, so um, which heavily involves herbs. So that um, was where I got the inspiration for the name. And yeah, there's that. <laughs> I love your story because, like, a lot of I feel like witches they have to start from someplace, and I think the best place to kind of like start and land your feet on is in the kitchen. Honestly, oh yeah, you know- especially with magic, it's so easy to make magic in the kitchen. And especially, especially in the Italian part, you know, that's where we start, um, like around four or five, we'll start like washing the vegetables and, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which gender you are either. If you're a kid, you're helping in the kitchen and that's where that comes from. Um, Exactly. Or you're going to get that whip ass kind of mentality. Oh yeah. (laughs) You get that for sure. <laughs> you get you get real scared whenever you piss off mom or grandma and she has got like that chopping knife in her hand like you realize real quick you made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I of totally course you agree. know that she would never hurt you but at the same time you get that like but what if kind of feeling like <laughs> she won't hurt me like physically but emotionally it might hurt real bad. <laughs> She'll give you that stank eye. That's like the that's the family gene right there. You know that you're part of my family if you get that good old stank guy oh love it I love it (laughs) I love it but yeah like I was saying I feel like the kitchen is the best place to start any kind of magic because you know you start you start off by cooking Mm -hmm. any kind of meal whether it's like you're baking or you're cooking for dinner lunch breakfast whatever the case is you actually put a lot of magic into it because you want it to taste good so you put all these different ingredients 
you can't, you kind of like you know you have to like make sure things come out correctly. You have to heat the right temperature. It's all about following a recipe, and I feel like most of magic you have to follow recipes, right? Yeah, I mean, except for Italian cooking, where you're known to just as ah a dash of this, a pinch of that, and it's just like Grandma, I need like actual instructions. But those are the best recipes, though. They come out so good. I love it. Yes. And that's, those are the ones that you can tell that like your grandma or your mom made because you can taste the love. And that is a huge part of kitchen magic. Just that intention of you just wanting your family to enjoy it and be nourished by it. Absolutely. Because, you know, like I was saying, the food that we make, we have to nourish ourselves with it and we have to put magic into it. And you do it unknowingly because like I said, you want it to come out perfect or you want it to come out good so that way at the end product you know that you've made something special so oh, yeah. i think that's very cool mm-hmm. so uh, let's talk about how you keep your plants alive because i know mine are all dead okay so <laughs> um <laughs> really not that well i'm just recently starting to uh not be a plant killer myself um <laughs> The, the first place where that started, really, my mom tried so hard to teach me. And, you know, like when you're a teenager and you just don't want to listen to anything your mom says, and then you get older and you're just like, Mom, how do I do this? That's like, <laughs> that's plants for me and my mom. Um, she is a plant goddess. Like, if she doesn't, um, she's not, she doesn't claim to be a witch. She's actually very Southern Baptist. Um, she's very, you know. She's a real Bible thumper. I love her to death, but she's like <laughs> really um, strict in that regard. But mm-hmm. she has brought back plants that we thought were beyond retribution. <laughs> we thought that they were dead. I was like, Mom, just give it up. Just put that one in the compost. It's not, it's not coming back. And she's like, oh, it will. <laughs> Trust me. And sure enough, like the, the year following, it is thriving. And she's just, she just has that magic touch when it comes to plants. And she always has, and that's just her forte. She's absolutely wonderful with that. So the first thing I did was I called my mom whenever I decided I finally wanted to start taking care of plants. And she's like, why didn't you listen to me when you lived here? I said, I don't know, mom. Like, just, I've seen the error of my ways. Just teach me, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's um that's a typical conversation that we have at least once a week. I've seen the air of my ways, Mom. Please teach me how I'm supposed to do this. Um, yes, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Please, you're my only hope. Please. <laughs> but um, she just said, make sure you don't overwater it because that's something that will kill a plant real quick. You know, um, and that's something that I didn't realize was a problem. I was like, what do you mean too much water? You can't have too much water. Sure, you can. So that was the first thing that I learned from her. Um, But another person, believe it or not, and of course he would kill me if I ever told anybody about this. I'm going to tell a bunch of people on a podcast um, (laughs) that that, um, he is a real plant wizard himself. But he's also, he was born and raised on a farm, so I kind of wouldn't expect anything different from him. But he um, got sick and tired of me complaining about me killing plants. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you this one plant to take care of. It's a little English ivy, and it's still on our uh, kitchen counter right by the sink. And he's just like, it's your job to take care of this plant. And if this plant dies, then you have no hope. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, they got dark real quick. Like, wow, all right. Because um, he said this is, like, one of the easiest plants to take care of. He said literally just stick your finger in the dirt, 
I know you're gonna have to get dirty he hates that I, I he knows that I hate to get dirty unless I like want to like if I accidentally get something on me I'm like in a bad mood the rest of the day <laughs> but um but he said just stick your finger in the soil if it feels wet it's fine if it feels dry you need to water it and that's it he said other than that just leave it alone take any dead leaves off etc so I followed his advice and my mom's advice and I finally started to grasp the concept of plant care and uh now i've i have a garden a vegetable garden that he and i started together and we both get in there and weed out the garden and we both water it and uh put in the plant nutrients the like the miracle grow like shake stuff that you put on it to help them get their nitrogen content for uh especially in florida the sand is not really easy to grow stuff in but some things really thrive in the sand but like lavender Lavender grows really well in sand, but um, that was really just the beginning of it, was just taking those baby steps. So if you're a plant killer, just take some baby steps, and you'll eventually get there. Take it from me. Uh, (laughs) I am taking notes because I am a serial plant killer for sure. Uh. Well, yeah, I mean, I knew that... My mom also knew that my problem was overwatering whenever I told her that I killed a cactus. And she's like, well, honey, the only way that you killed a cactus is if you overwatered it because they thrive on neglect. <laughs> so oh, obviously you smothered it to death. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. Okay. So I smothered my plants. No big deal. I'll just, uh, I'll just try another one. I uh, literally drown them. And then, of course, yeah. any like plant killing memes that my boyfriend finds on Facebook, he always sends them to me. Like there was one, <laughs> <laughs> there was one that... Um, even though I've gotten better, there's one that he sent me just recently that says, uh, it's this lady picking up this little house plant at the, I guess, like at Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever. And she's like, hey, you want to come home with me and die? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thanks, hon. Appreciate it. That <laughs> is like, some real love right there. like, this haha, is... it's you. I'm like, thanks, babe. So appreciate <laughs> the love and the kind of just like hope for me there. But, you That's know, awesome. you really shouldn't be complaining because that dang ivy plant is still alive. And, in fact, I've named her to make it to where I'll feel even extra bad if I do kill her. Her name's Poison Ivy. I named her after uh, the Cramps lead guitarist, uh, the Cramps punk band. And she is actually a witch, too, believe it or not. She, like, said in an article that she practiced witchcraft. So I was like, yes, it's meant to be. She's oh, amazing. Poison Ivy. Well, she's you have to keep us updated with Poison Ivy because we poison want to know Ivy if she's alive or not. Poison Ivy is doing really well so far. So, fingers crossed. Watch me get fingers home and crossed. she's dead. So She's like, why did you kill me, Brent? Why would you, you do that? You talked about me and you jinxed me. How dare you? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, let's um, let's kind of dive into basic kitchen herbs and what you kind of need to kind of get started. What would you suggest? All right. So first thing that I would suggest is take a good look at what you already have in your spice cabinet. Okay. If you have salt and pepper, you can do protection magic right now. Right okay. now. Salt and pepper is all you need. Salt will purify and protect whatever space that you put it in. And pepper is also good for banishing negative energy. And it's also good for just really banishing anything that you want. Um, black pepper is, and as well as other different pepper and um, other spices, it's really good for um, hot foot powder, which is a really common staple in hoodoo and voodoo magic. And that's something to make people get out of your life real quick. But 
that's a little off topic, but black pepper is really good at <laughs> banishing. <awesome. laughs> it's, it's really good at banishing negative energy. It also has, okay. um, because it's black, the color black using color magic, it represents banishing and uh, keeping away evil. So that's the first that's bit awesome. of kitchen magic you can use. Um, salt is, um, like I said, purifying, it's cleansing. You can charge um, certain crystals as well as some of your witchy jewelry that you may have. You can charge it uh, with protective energy in salt by putting it in a bowl of salt. Uh, some Wiccans will use a bowl of salt to represent the earth element on their altar. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yep. Um, and salt in Italian kitchen magic, you put a little pinch of salt in each corner of your kitchen. And uh, then you sweep it towards the middle and then you dump it out the back door or the side door or whatever. And that's how you can cleanse your kitchen for kitchen magic. Very cool. Um, so with salt, though, does it matter what type of salt? Like, does it have to be like sea salt, Himalayan pink salt? Nah, have- nah. Okay. I mean, you can use the color magic for each of those things. Like, I know the different sea salts. Um, just from doing some research for another episode, I know that um, there is naturally occurring black salt that you can eat. Um, and that will do, like, that's a two for one with the protection. That's just like double, um, instead of doing salt and pepper, uh, you can use black salt and that will do the same job. Like I said, two for one. Uh, there's okay. also red sea salt, which is pretty rare um and it's very expensive to buy but if you do acquire some red salt um it's red from the algae content of the waters where it's harvested and you can use that red color magic um not only for passion but it's also a symbol of good luck and prosperity that red sea salt so if you want to use the color magic with the salt you can but really just good old-fashioned table salt like that you get for like a buck at the store like just the like iodized table salt will work just as good yeah that's actually true though because i started off with you know just using table salt when i was younger and then i was like oh i wonder if himalayan sea salt would make it a little bit spicier it really doesn't i just like the color yeah. i use paint because it just brings out like it's not only is it pretty it just brings out a sense of like kind of like a warmth to it yeah mm-hmm yeah, the pink salt. Um, I've also used because I have a little bit of pink salt at home that I save for like special spells, and I put a little bit of that in um, my honey jar for my boyfriend and I. Um, I made like a sweet honey jar, and since it's pink, and you know the pink corresponds with with love, especially um, like relationship type love, like not just like a lust or you know a fling type thing. Like if you want like an actual. Um, lasting committed relationship pink is the color for that and so I just sprinkled a little bit of that in there with that intention and plus just to protect our relationship from outside forces so that's beautiful I love that and he he appreciated it even though he was a little weirded out by me taking the hair out of his hairbrush but you know no big deal it's just minor details that's what you get he said just don't curse me like don't (laughs) <laughs> not yet honey it. i won't curse you yet don't worry just do your laundry first. don't I'm you kidding. worry you just sit over there and be a good little boy and you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> i love it so um in the kitchen when you started off talking about how that's your central hub uh-huh. um where exactly what like what would you do growing up like from when you're small to when you're like your age now like what have you learned so far being in the kitchen well, um, just all kinds of 
random tips, like it's, um, especially in regards to Italian um, traditions, just going over to, um, I would say I was like eight, I was like eight years old, whenever mm-hmm. my mom first got her real estate license. And so um, at the time, you couldn't do the classes online, you actually had to go to the place to take the classes. And she would drop me off in the mornings at my um, at my grandparents' house, my Italian grandparents' house. And this was, um, I was fairly young. I was like eight. And um, did I say 2008 earlier? I think I meant to say I was eight whenever this happened. But she was getting her real estate license. And my grandma, my Nona, she um, and my poppy, they were both very involved in the kitchen. And they would teach me a lot about um, why we use certain kinds of olive oil, because this brand of olive oil keeps the Malocchio away better than this brand of oil. So we use this brand. And the, the Malocchio is the evil eye. So, mm-hmm. you know, this protects better against bad luck than this brand. So use this brand. That's <laughs> a little That's awesome. Italian thing. Um, and also the salt cleansing the kitchen trick. Um, another thing is always keeping, um, either a box of cookies or always keeping some sort of dessert on the counter at all times in the kitchen, which I still do because that, um, that puts forth the intention of prosperity and being able to have desserts. So that's that's good. That's a good trick. Yeah. That's something else. Um, and also the, um, keeping basil in your kitchen at all times, because that brings in good luck. It's, it's better to have a live basil plant, but I will just always have basil on hand and make sure that I have plenty of basil in my spice cabinet, and it does just as well. Yeah, don't tell my I Nona I so. said that. Okay, no, no, we'll, we'll keep this a secret. All the podcasters and listeners, don't say a word. Don't, don't tell my Nona, please. Thank you. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you'd be so proud of me. We actually just got a basil plant not too long ago, and it is thriving. Um, yeah. I have no hands in it. My husband's doing all the work. Hey, good for but, him, man. <laughs> but it's it's looking real sharp. I think you'd be really proud. And um, another another good basic kitchen herb um, for kitchen magic is rosemary. And ooh, rosemary okay. is an all-purpose herb. It's good for anything and any spells. It replaces any herb that you may be short on. Like if you, um, like if you need rue for a spell and you're out of rue, just toss in some rosemary. It'll work just as good. Just put that intention behind it. So that's another one that, um, I use quite a bit in my practice is rosemary. Like even if it doesn't call for an herb or even if I have some of the herb on hand that said spell requires, I'll still just throw in a little pinch of rosemary just to give it a little extra oomph. Oh, that's very cool. I love that. Um, what other herbs would you recommend just to have in your everyday pantry? Like besides like basil and rosemary, what would be good ones? Like, do they have to be dry? Do they have to be like fresh or what would you recommend? You can do either really. I've found that I've used both fresh and dry. And as long as that intention is behind it, um, it'll work just as well either way. So I just keep dry on hand. Um, I love marjoram for warmth, and it also just tastes really good in my gravy that I make on Sundays. Um, (laughs) And thyme 
thyme is a great uh, protective herb. It also has cleansing properties, and it has something else that I can't think of at the, at the moment that it's really good for. But um, it's a good <laughs> herb to have on hand. Um, marjoram, thyme. Let me think. What else would be good? Um, just for oh, um, paprika. That's good to add. Just if you want to add, like, especially in relationship work, if you just want to add a little spice into your relationship, put in a pinch of paprika. If you, yeah, you know, that's um, anything that you want to add any urgency for. It's really good for that. As well as cinnamon. Cinnamon is the next one that I would recommend. It's great for speeding up spells. It's good for sweetening things up. It's um, a great herb if you want to add some fire energy into your spell. Uh, cinnamon's good for that. Okay. So does it, like you said, it doesn't have to be like a whole cinnamon stick. It could be like powder or anything. So yeah, can... it can just be a sprinkle of powder. It doesn't have to be a whole stick. If you want to use a whole stick, then go for it. But I really love what, what I love most about kitchen magic is that it's very versatile. Especially okay. in the Italian practice, which I know I keep coming back to that, but that's my heritage. So I yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, it's all about just the whole Italian culture, how Italian recipes came to be. A lot of them, um, a lot of them came to be because they were using what they had on hand. Even the most poor families had good food because they put their love into it. Because they used yeah. what they had on hand in the best way that they knew how. And that's how we got polenta and pasta vajul and a lot of classic, um, oh, minestrone. All kinds of the, you know, classic Italian dishes that you see at places like Olive Garden, <laughs> which, yeah. um, personally, as an Italian, Olive Garden, bleh, bleh, like, <laughs> we don't, we don't do Olive Garden, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> Why would you need Carabas- to when you can make your own stuff? That's right. awesome. Carabas is better. If you got to go out, you know, Carabas is okay, depending on who you ask. Um, but definitely not Olive Garden. <laughs> no, oh. no offense to anybody who likes Olive Garden, but just, you know, <laughs> genetic Italians, you know, they, you know, like, anytime you say a word that, like, you shouldn't say, like, they do the, like, the little spit afterwards that the... I love it. Italian thing. But um, yeah, no, uh, um, Olive Garden is a no-go in that sense. But Okay, so um, no Olive Garden. We got it. No telling Nana. Even just just spaghetti, just classic spaghetti. It's something that's still today a comfort food that was once considered a very poor dish. So it's all about the intention and energy that you put into something you can use literally anything that you have on hand of course it's good to if you have the actual herbs that it calls for of course it's going to be better just because you know the the flavor is going to be there that you want in regards to the recipe but get creative especially with kitchen magic just put that intention behind it of what you want if you want it to nourish your family your intention will guide you into what you need to use for For what you have on hand oh for sure yeah and I was gonna ask you for all like the different recipes and kind of like um I guess different rituals Mm -hmm. what about like the crazy items that you know like eye of newt and like you know all the crazy like I feel like I have to go I don't know kind of slaughter an animal to get the right blood for it or something (laughs) like what what's behind that like 
I because I, I, I do a lot of rituals, okay. but I just use like the basic stuff like salt, pepper, paprika, honey, and cinnamon. Those I know, but the other ones where it look it calls for like mandrake and like others oil and stuff. I'm like, where can we even get that? Those more weird ones. Okay, well I'll tell you first of all that eye of newt is actually a mustard seed. Okay, okay. so Good. they. Um, I don't know where that comes from, like calling things like Eye of Newt and stuff. I feel personally that those sort of things actually came about. Um, now I'm really going to get some shade for this. Whenever um, Mr. Gerald Gardner invented uh, his form of Wicca, I feel like a lot of people kind of got, I don't know, entitled when it came to practicing magic, they wanted to keep it a secret. They wanted to keep okay. what they were doing um, exclusive to them. So they, so they came up with these wacky things on what to call really basic ingredients like mustard seeds, eye of newt. You know, and <laughs> they did that with a bunch of other things. I think also just to add to the allure, because there's no... As far as from the research that I've done, maybe there's one out there somewhere in the ether. But from the research that I've done, there's been no legitimate historical documents that mention actually using the eye of a newt in a recipe. Okay, good. Because, like, I, I saw a couple of, like, strange ingredients. And I just, like, where can you even get it? Because I know some meta- metaphysical shops, you know, they're not very local in California. Yeah. Um, but because, like. I feel like you'd have to get them online. And even then, how would you know what you're getting? Is it the real stuff? You know what I mean? Right. Now, I know with, like, um, things like Mandrake and um, High John Conqueror Root, I feel like those things are um, – you would be okay if you ordered from, like, an online bodega or somewhere online that specializes in hoodoo and voodoo um, products like Lucky Mojo is a good one. Um, I think another one's called, I think it's Black Cat Voodoo, I think. It's either Black Cat mm-hmm. Voodoo or Black Cat Voodoo. I haven't been to that website in a while just because I haven't needed to order anything from there in a long time. But um, there are really good online resources for you to order those more out there ingredients. But you don't have to do that to have an effective spell. If you really want yeah. to, then yeah, sure, go for it. But it's not necessary. Okay, that's good. Because yeah. I'll just say, for beginner witches, it's going to be kind of daunting to hear, like, all these different ingredients. And you're like, how do I even get this shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say thank you for that. But yeah. what kind of advice would you give to beginner herbology majors? Beginner herbology majors. Um, doesn't, like, Neville Longbottom go on to teach herbology, or is that? Totally. That okay. was just what I say. Neville totally kicks his a- everyone's ass in herbology, for sure. Neville Longbottom. All right. So, all my little Neville Longbottoms out there. He's such a cutie. I, like, I love Neville. But um, <laughs> um, for all of you herbologists out there, just raid your spice cabinet. And another thing, if you go over to, like, your grandparents' house or your parents' house or your aunt and uncle's house or whoever, ask if you can raid their spice cabinet. Because yeah. a lot of them will have herbs that they haven't used in a while. And if it's dried, I know that it'll say on the label to discard after a certain amount of time. But really, that stuff lasts for years. Like, as long as there's, like, no, like 
as long as it doesn't really look extra disintegrated in there and there's not like a thick layer of dust over the top of the herb jar, like you should be <laughs> fine with using it in your recipe. You know, but honestly, just take it out and smell it. If it smells funky, then don't use it, you know, but, um, but really just, just raid your spice cabinet. There are plenty of, um, online resources as well for you to check the metaphysical, uh, correspondences of different herbs like uh learn recipes online uh learnreligions.com magical recipes online is another one that i use grove and grotto is one that i use um just whenever i need a quick refresher i'll just you know um hop onto one of those websites and search for the herb that i'm looking for like if i mistakenly didn't write it down in my book of shadows what that was supposed to mean then i'll just you know search it real quick on one of those sites um, but like I said, rosemary is all purpose. If you, for whatever reason, can't get access to herbs, um, other than rosemary, then that's fine. Um, another tip is also just to use your intuition. Just let, let the spirits of your kitchen ancestors guide you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. Just, just listen to your intuition in regards to what to use for ingredients. I've done that multiple times and then I'll go back out of curiosity and just look at what the metaphysical correspondences were for those herbs. And nine times out of 10, I've been spot on just by listening to my gut about something. That is amazing. I love that. So really uh, just, just trust yourself, you know, and don't be afraid to get creative with what you have. The universe will see that you're putting in that energy and that intention. It will appreciate your creativity and it'll reward you with manifesting what you want. Oh, for sure. I feel like that's with any spell too. Doesn't you have to be like a ritual with herbs? If any, if any spell you want to put your intention into, just make sure it's genuine. Make sure it's like it comes from love, a place of you know purity. You know. Yeah. So I completely agree with whatever, like one hundred percent, what you said about this entire episode. I think you're amazing, by the way. Thank um, you. You are so- too. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you being on this episode. And you know, Brett, I like to. I've been trying not to call your your uh, podcast Bitchin' Kitchen, but <laughs> I think wasn't there like a kitchen like like on Food Network like wasn't there yeah. like a cooking show called Bitchin' Kitchen? It is, I... and I was I was like, don't say Bitchin' Kitchen. It's Witchin' Kitchen, Witchin' Kitchen. I know, I know, because like I almost you know it's funny enough I almost called it the Bitchin' Witchin' Kitchen. But I figured I that that it. was a little too long, so I just abbreviated it to Witching Kitchen, and then I just searched everywhere that I could think of. I'm like, is that name taken? Is that name taken? And it wasn't, so I was like, yes, there it is. Bam, That's put out that first episode awesome. and claim it. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, your name is very, very unique, and I think everyone who, like, wants to practice kitchen magic or any kind of form of magic, it really is a good start to kind of start off in your kitchen. So. Yes. You know, Start off uh, in your kitchen, raid your grandma and your aunts and your mom's uh, cabinets. Also, ask for any old cookbooks that they don't want anymore. That oh, ancestral, yeah. that ancestral energy in those cookbooks is just mind blowing. Tap into that shit. Oh, you will, for sure. You will learn so much not only about your family but also about just cooking in general from looking at those cookbooks and just diving into those. A hundred percent. Well, Britt, it's been amazing to have you on WitchCast, and we'd love to have you again whenever you're available or free because you have so much knowledge in this. And, you know, 
we've talked and I really want to do a lot of different episodes with you because I know we can still talk about like um, hoodoo, mojo bags. We can talk about like tea readings and like how you can use coffee and stuff. I mean, and a supernatural, of course. I love talking about the supernatural. Oh, yes. Give me those ghosts. On my personal IG, um, in my bio, on my personal Instagram, it literally mm-hmm. says I like ghosts more than people. I love and it. That's, that's, <laughs> and that's, it's so that's true. my life motto. Like, I like the dead more than the living most of the time. You're cool, though. Yeah. I'll hang out with you. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Do you want to plug in your Instagram, actually? So that way, if, you know, everyone wants to find you, they can and ask you questions. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my Instagram is, it's a little long. It's at the Witchin Kitchen Podcast. And that's W-I-T-C-H-I-N Kitchen Podcast. So it. it's there's Love no it. G. So it's like witching, but without the G for Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's Bitchin Kitchen, guys. Not wit. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget kidding. that b like the yes. um like the witch bitch amateur hour they say no bitch on facebook <laughs> yeah seriously the witch in kitchen guys she is amazing check out her podcast when do you usually air your episodes every sunday at 10 a.m is whenever my uh new episodes come out i will be listening sunday 10 a.m 100 percent. yes so, Brit, 10 a.m okay. eastern Love it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. That's actually very clear. That's very, I'm glad you said that. So that way we're all aware. Cause yes, everyone, cause I, um, I have some yeah. international listeners and they're just like, you post like, they either say that you post really early or post li- really late. And I'm like, sorry. I'm <laughs> like, sorry guys. I, I gotta sleep or something. Sorry. I mean, sorry. Like, it, it's post, like it's set to like automatically post then, but I'm just like, you know what? That's whenever I'm up anyway. So like I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah good news is is that it doesn't go away it's not like snapchat you have more than 24 hours to go listen to it i promise oh for sure yes yeah. and like i said i want to thank you so much for being on this episode uh really appreciate your time and if there's anything else you want to talk about in the future episodes just let me know we'll talk about it and guys i uh, just wanted to tell you too if you guys want to hear anything else from Britt and you know her podcast or any other kind of topics you guys want us to talk about message me or you can message her you know we can talk about like a lot of different things don't be don't be shy or hesitant because we know we're still in quarantine so oh yeah girl me... it goes down in the dms i mean i'm yeah. I'm, in, I'm in an essential industry so i still work but i um luckily have the freedom at work to be able to message people back and stuff like that so feel free to hit me up Yes, hit us up any anytime, and you guys know that my uh pot, my Instagram is witchcast nine. So there's that. So like I said, thank you for being on here, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.